May the words of my mouth and the meditation of mine heart be acceptable in Yehovah's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Amen. Hola, mi nombre es Kofi, como esta? Bonjour, shabu, Kofi, sabah. Ni hao, namaste. Osai, anakitabuya, ohayu. I see you, jambu. Habarigani, mimi ni Kofi, ni nefraku, katana nuwewe, akwaaba, madaase, etese. Manut, Kamsa, Kamsamida, Aloha, Wagwan, Boker Tov, Boker Tav, Bakwar Tav, Barakalat Sham Yechava, Atna'ai Kofi, Koherit, At Servants of Christ, Mashalam Chi. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time by being a voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. We appreciate you. Thank you for your presence. And joining us today, we give all praise and honor once again to the Most High, Yehovah Elohim. We give all praise and honor to him for my wife, the Honorable Maya, who lives a life that's able to be honored. As always, you can check her out on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. And we thank you very much, and we appreciate you. And thank you for being on with us um, as we continue through this series. And... Um, as a reminder, after this at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern New York time, those who would like to join Minister Lysheva for When Life Happens, we invite you to be able to do so um, as part of that crisis group or how it groups that helps us to deal with crisis. And um, we're thankful and grateful for her, praying for her and her safe travels and uh, praying for all of you if you're on the road as well. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and go to Romans chapter 10, we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to read Romans chapter 10 verses 1 through 16. That'll be our focus verse verses today. So if you want to turn there, um, in the meantime, while we're turning there, hello once again to everybody. And as a reminder, we are still trying to raise funds for the family that's in need, uh, that needs uh, some stuff. We're trying to raise, raise it really. We're kind of running out of time. So if you're able to help, we've got um, a few more days till February 1st, which is today's the 28th, I believe. So we'll try to get that going. Also to intermittent fasting starts tomorrow. So we've been asking everybody to kind of prepare yourself for that. We're going to do intermittent fasting Monday through Friday this this week coming up. And um, with the goal of us making sure that we are going to continue to hashtag start strong. So um, we whatever we're looking for and expecting the blessing, hashtag expect the blessing 2024 for at SOC. We invite you to join us in that in intermittent fasting that we might be able to come together and grow and, and um, you know, reach the pinnacle of what the Most High has for us as a group, as a unit, and as us um, personally. So if you'd like to join us for that, feel free to do so. Um, and give me uh, one second. So, uh, but we thank you guys once again. If you can turn to Romans chapter ten, we're going to read verses one through sixteen. We'll go ahead and get started. Aman, thank you so much for being on again. We appreciate you, and 
You guys should be getting newsletter and stuff like that. Also, it should be on the website. It should be on social media uh, today for you guys to be able to look and see. So just if you're part of the Facebook group or if you look on TikTok, give us a little bit of time. But if you look on TikTok and you look different places, you should be able to see those things uh, up for you guys. And uh, we'll try to email it to as many people as we can. And uh, we're working on making that more, uh, make that flow a little better. So uh, we'll try to make sure that that's, that's together for you guys ASAP. But thank you again for being on on all the platforms, all the devices. We appreciate you if you're joining us on the podcast, joining us on YouTube, joining us later on TikTok. We appreciate your presence. Um, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. If you're on YouTube, you're going to disappear just for a hot second. But um, thank you, everybody. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Try to make sure that everybody's going to be able to stay on. It's Sunday, so we stay on a little longer usually than we do on other days. I just want to make sure that everything's tracking and everybody's able to see, everybody's able to hear the message. Can everybody hear and see me all right? If you're on TikTok especially, can you just let me know if you can see us here, it's okay and everything. And once again, once again, we're going to Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. Thank you very much. If you're on YouTube, can you just let us know if you can hear us and see us all right where we are? And um, also, too, if you're looking for any information on what we do, please feel free to look in the link tree uh, in your description with the videos. Or if you're on TikTok, you can go to our main TikTok page, click on the link tree in either the bio or the website. Um, Go there and you can find out more information on what we do, what we believe in, um, the platforms we're in, um, all those different things. So we invite you to do that at your earliest convenience. Emma? All righty. So we're going to Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. Tension the month is still elderberry. We're still trying to help the family out. Um, we have until February 1st. So if you're able to give any donations, uh, we would greatly appreciate you doing so. And um, thank you again for what you're doing. Continue to keep those in prayer. We have a lot of illness and sickness and stuff kind of running around. It's that time of year, especially when temperatures go up, down, up, down, up, down, all that stuff. So feel free to go ahead and make sure that you're keeping each other in prayer and stay, hopefully staying safe. Make sure you're taking, you know, your tank shoes, your tees. Um, different things like that. You need them now in this season more than ever. So let's make sure that we're staying on track with that. I, I, I would love to know that we are as healthy as possible. All right. Once again, Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 16. And if you're able to reverence the word of Yehovah in any kind of way, including if you're able to stand with us, feel free to. And if you can get ready to put your Bible or your device or your right hand in the air, just get ready to do our Bible pledge with us. And then we'll get into this word. This is going to be like an apex type word too. Moderators, I thank you in advance because um, we'll probably have some people that might stop through this. I will do my best to make sure that I don't do anything they can say is restriction worthy. But today um, we shouldn't really go anywhere. Um, we'll be led by the Holy Spirit, of course. However, this is something that really uh, irritates people when you begin to bring up some of the things because people keep saying that the Bible has no fallacy. And that's very true. However, an infallible word means that you should be infallible in representation and interpretation. And so we've been doing this series now since January 1st, right? And therefore, in Romans, we've gone through a whole lot to get to where we are in chapter 10 today. And we're going to deal with verse 9 specifically, where everybody talks about being saved. And then nobody talks about verse 10, that you're still on your way to righteousness and on your way to salvation, meaning... That we still, just because you got saved, doesn't mean you're righteous yet, right? Lawful standing, right? And also, this, right, or at least you haven't perfected it, and you're still on your way to what? To salvation, which means that these are 
not just interchangeable words. We'll talk about that today, but we want to make sure we're on track. So once again, once you have it, say amen, say I got it, say I'm with you. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. How you doing, Sister Joy? How you doing, Auntie Marion? Excuse me, how you doing, Pat Green? Yosef? Hey, babe, how you doing? My wife is on the Honorable Mind. Please check her out on TikTok, YouTube, or website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A-N-D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. How you doing, Sister uh, Sylvia? How you doing? Uh, who that? Uh, R-S-Y-N. Matt, Keith, uh, Deborah, Big Brother Thomas, Monique. Thanks for being part of the community, by the way. D, the trader. <laughs> I try to make sure I say that correctly. How you doing, Blossom? Um, Yosef, if I didn't say so already, Sister Knight. Freedom is within your ability. Grand rising to you. Everybody, thank you so much for being on. We appreciate you. Alrighty, and thank you guys for hanging in there. They have made it extremely difficult to be able to find this as of recent times. We go up and down, we fluctuate, so we're getting close to where they're going bottleneck, bottleneck, bottleneck. They hope that you kind of give up, and then when you keep pressing through, then all of a sudden the stuff starts popping out again. So we'll see. Sunday is usually a day where people, as they're getting ready for church and stuff, they kind of come across us when we're giving the word. So we'll see what happens with that. But thank you guys for being on here. Today is going to be an extra special work. This is, once again, like an apex thing. How you doing, Makia? Uh, or thoughts with SJ? Burnell, everybody, Sister Teresa. So let's go ahead and get here once again. In scripture, we're going to Romans chapter 10. We're looking at verses 1 through 16. Once you have it, say amen. Say I got it. Say I'm with you. All that great stuff. And we're continuing where we've, been, where we've left off, going through this great series. Amount. This is a life-changing series. Once you catch this, you'll never look at saved, salvation, law, righteousness, holiness. You'll never look at it the same way. Amen. When we look at it the correct way, we, we cannot look at it in an incorrect way any longer. How you doing, cultural prospect? All right, here we go. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 16. Uh, if you have your Bible in your hand or your right hand in the air or your device, just repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my sword. In this will I trust, for Yahashua is Lord. No sort of God shall ever be heard, for this is my Bible, and this is Yah's word. Atsham Yahavah, Aman, or in Yahavah's name, Amen. Right? Uh, especially today, even in Yahashua, Sham, Aman. All right, here we go. All right, verse 1, right? Romans chapter 10, verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to Elohim at Yahashrael is that they might be saved. Hmm. Verse 2, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of Elohim, but not according to knowledge, to intimacy. Verse 3, for they being ignorant of Elohim's righteousness, his right lawful standing, and going about to establish their own righteousness, right, lawful standing, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness, the right, lawful standing of Elohim. Verse 4, for Christ is the end, the direction even, of the law for right, lawful standing, righteousness to everyone that believeth. Verse 5, for Moses describeth the righteousness, the right, lawful standing, which is of the law, that the man which doeth these things shall live by them. That's the problem. Verse 6 and 7, verse 6, excuse me, verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend in he into heaven. 
that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. This is what we have faith in. You ready? Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, and, and shalt believe in thine heart that Allah hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto right lawful standing, righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, being salvaged. Verse 11, for the scripture saith, this is Isaiah, by the way, when he says, for the scripture saith, Isaiah says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is, for there is no difference between the, between Judah and the Greek. For the same Adon over all is rich unto all. Watch this, but here's the key, that call upon him. Hmm. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name. This is Joel, by the way. This is also an Acts as well. For whosoever shall call upon the sham, the authority, the name of Yehovah, or of Adon, or of Yehoshaphat, right, shall be saved. Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? So you got to learn who this is. You got to come into this, right? But then what? So, so how then shall they call on him in whom they shall? Um, sorry. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except with the exception of they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach. That what? That preach this interpretation of peace and bring glad tithings of tabah things, of righteous things, of moral things, of constitutional things. Verse 16, but they have not all obeyed this interpretation. For Isaiah, Isaiah, for Yesiah says, Adam who hath believed our Report. Actually, let's keep on going. Excuse me. I said verse 16. Holy Spirit said we're going to read the whole thing. Let's just read the whole thing. You ready? So let's keep going. Verse 16. So, but they have not all obeyed this interpretation. For Isaiah saith, Adam, who has believed our report? So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Elohim. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, scattered into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world, the directions of the world. All the directions. Verse 19, but I say, did not Israel know? See, we knew, we heard, but we're not obedient. Check it out, right? Did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you. So didn't we know this was coming? Moses said, what? I will, um, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, that are no nation, 
and by a foolish nation, people that are not there, uh, what I will anger you. But Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. As Isaiah says that those who were not part of Israel, they still found us out. It was going to be important. You got to recognize what's going on here, right? Verse 21, but to Israel, he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. We've just read Romans chapter 10 in its entirety. May it have a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and especially the doers of his most holy and righteous word. You may be seated in the presence of Yehovah. Thank you so much for reading with us again. And welcome to everybody coming on, whether you're coming on the podcast, whether you're coming on YouTube, whether you're joining us later on Facebook, whether you're on TikTok. We appreciate your presence. How you doing, Jeliach? How you doing, Minister Shante? Uh, how you doing, uh, Miss Pierre, or Sister Mignon, Noel, uh, 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 Mi Hermana Sherry, uh, Brother Jermaine, Lifeline, Yasanma, anybody I miss who came in here, how you doing, Shoe Queen, Natriel, uh, Black Steel, everybody, everybody, Brother Ali, everybody, Tatsu. Appreciate you if I miss your name. Once again, charge it to my head, not to my heart. All right, today we're going to talk about watch this. Today, um, so this series, expect the blessing. We've been using the Roman road. We've been doing this since January first. We finally got to a place where we're going to talk about this today. Our motif, our theme for the day, if you will, is going to be based off of Romans chapter ten, and we're going to be talking about um, from righteousness to saved towards salvation. Come on. We're going to be talking about from righteousness to saved towards salvation. How you doing, Sister Renee? Once again, we're talking about what? From righteousness to saved towards salvation. Can I say it one more again? From righteousness to saved, right? Towards salvation. The reason why we're going to talk about all three, the Holy Spirit sent me today, and, and, and we need to recognize this this as, as the people of Yah, as the nation of Yah. How you doing, Mrs. Monica Greer and Mrs. Greer, right? We have to recognize this because many of us deal with saved and saved only. Matter of fact, a lot of our arguments that we have are over being saved. Once saved, always saved. Well, I'm saved. I'm washed with the blood, right? The, only, right? the bare minimum. Because saved is mandatory. But what if I were to tell you that saved is not even um, something that, that you needed Christ for initially? That's going to sound wild, isn't it? I can't be saved unless I confess Christ. True. True. But is there any other scripture that talks about being saved? Or is confession of Christ the only thing that has to do with your being saved? Once again, we're going to be holy. Put a W before that H. Right? If you're going to be righteous, be in right lawful standing. That's what righteousness is. To be in right lawful standing, to be in right legal standing. So if, if I'm going to be lawful out here, if I'm going to be clean, if it's going to be sound doctrine, amen, Auntie Mary, come on. So if it's going to be, then if saved is saved is not, watch this, we don't want to be honest. What is the what is the word, watch this, there's a, there's a word that we love to use. Um, there's a part of the word that we like to use. It goes like this. Um, the name of Adon is a strong tower. 
the righteous run in and they are what? Help me out now. I'm going to need y'all to talk back to me a little today because I need us to make sure that we think it on the same place. The name of Adon is a strong tower. Yes. The righteous run in and they are safe. They are saved. They are safe. They are saved. They are rescued. See, watch this. Even the word safe, a lot of people don't know this. Safe, S-A-F-E, save, S-A-V-E. Guess what? They're actually pretty much the same word. Over time, we've changed it to change, but you don't know. We don't know that those characters F and V they're actually interchangeable, right? That's why life. If you have life, you live, right? They're interchangeable. Also, if you have life, you can love because the letter O and the letter I are interchangeable. So if I have life, I ha I can live, and if I ha if I can live, then I can love. Like these are interchangeable characters. So the righteous run in and they are safe. The righteous run in and they are saved. They are saved. They are sozo. Even in the Greek, they are rescued. So in order for me to be safe, to be saved, right? Because if I'm saved, I'm out of danger. Catch this now. If I'm saved, I'm out of danger. If I'm saved, I'm out of danger. So then I have to do something. I have to be removed from something in order to be out of danger. Correct? If there's an explosion going on in a, in a 20 meter radius, there's an explosion that happens in a 20 meter uh, radius, right? So that means 40 meters of diameter, right? 40 meters around, there's a there's a there's an explosion that's happened. 40 meter diameter has happened. And so I've got to get out of those 40 meters. If I can get at least to the 41st, there still might be a little bit, but 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 if I can if I can get at least to the 41st meter from ground zero, right? Or actually, excuse me, let me tell you, if I can get at least to the 21st meter, right? If I can get at least one place outside of that circle, so to speak, of what that damage is supposed to cause, I have a much greater chance of being what? Safe, right? If I go, um, if I get to a 30 meter radius, then that means I'm outside of the 21 meter blast radius, right? If I can get away from the, if, right, you see what I'm saying? If I can get away from the center, in other words, of it, right? If I can get away from the center of the explosion, the explosion is going to happen for 40 meters, and if I'm on the right side of the explosion, then I need to try and get away at least 21 meters from the center. If I can get away 30 meters, 40 meters, 50 meters from the center, the further the better. The safer I am, the more saved I am. The more separated I am. The more separated I am, the more saved. How are you doing, Sister T. Wanda? Are you catching this? The more separated I am, the more saved I am. The more separate, the, the further I can get, the faster I can become, right? The more separate, the more I fast. How are you doing, Sister Crystal? The further I get, then the more saved I am. But I have to first have something take me from where the blast radius is to outside of it. You catch you catching it, right? So so what is it that takes me out of the blast radius? Or if I'm not gonna be able to get out the blast radius, let's just go like this. Maybe there's a tower in the blast radius that I know if I can get to the tower, the tower will be safe and will protect me. Right? Not like in the movies where you get in the refrigerator and they can blow something up and the person gets the refrigerator and flies and then gets out the refrigerator like nothing happened, right? But let's say there's an actual tower that's actually in the midst of this explosion. There's a tower in the midst of this battleground. There's a tower in the midst of my life. And if I can get in this strong tower, right, then I will be safe or save or saved. 
I will be safe. Safe to, excuse me. I will be protected. But I have to get to the tower. You see that? I have to get to the tower. I can't just be out. I have to at least get to the tower. And a lot of us are busy saying that we are saved, but we haven't even got to the tower. Now watch this, though. If I'm going to get to the tower, here's the problem. What gets me access to the tower? Uh-oh. Come on, stay with me. We're losing people today already. I know. We're going to lose people on this. This isn't going to be a message where everybody going to come on. They're going to like what they hear today. How you doing, W-I-T? Right? But, but if, I'm, if I'm going to... How you doing, Minister Stephen? If I'm going to get away... And get into the tower, I've got to have righteousness. Thank you. I've got to have righteousness. The righteous run in. Not everybody's running in. The righteous run in. Those who are in right lawful standing, they have access to the tower. How you doing, Victorious Born? You see that? So before we talk about the saved... The safe, same word, by the way, in English, right? F and V, interchangeable words. So the safe, before I talk about the saved part, I've got to deal with the righteousness. Have you not, now, once again, we've been doing this series since January 1st. We started at Romans chapter one. It's taken us all this time to go, right? We're on the 28th day, right? Of 2024, it's January 28th. So it's taken us from January 1st, even though give or take a couple days off here, there are a few days here off there, there, right? But it's taken us basically at least, we'll say just to be safe, 22, 23 days, 22 sessions to get from, I'm trying to get you to be established, Romans 1.11, and show you who you are, that you might write in, 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 in mind, body, and soul with stoic thought that or, or spirit, soul, and body with stoic thought that puts you together. Romans chapter 1, verse 11, that's what spiritual gifts mean when you put them in the Greek. How you doing, Minister Jenny? Blessings, right? So, so he says it's taking us from January 1st to January 28th just to finally get from you need to be established to now let's start talking about being saved. Hmm. <laughs> right? You, you hear what I'm saying? It's taken us that long to finally get to a place. Aman, Raya Shalom, right? Uh, it's taken us that long to get from where I was. I need to know who I am to I need to be saved. There's a process to it. How you doing, RCD 25? Right? It's taken us that long to get from there's a process I got to go through all the way to now we can talk about being saved. Which shows us that bare minimum, saved is not as simple as prayer of salvation. Now, once again, there's going to be messing with people today. That's all right. We come to get, so we, we've been sent today on behalf of Ravach HaKadash by Ravach HaKadash at Yehashva Hamashahi at Abed at Yehashva, right? Yehashva himself. To give you a word to remind you that saved is, is a process. I've said this before in this series. Let's say it again just to make sure we're on the same page. Question. When is the last time that you've read in your Bible the, the prayer of salvation? Right? Read your Bible. It'll bless you. And I, I'm trusting that many of you who are listening today, you read your Bible. So question for you. When is the last time in your Bible that it said 
Make sure that you have the prayer of salvation. Where does it tell you the prayer of salvation? What, 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 where does it say that somebody came to the most high, right? Or somebody came to a prophet or somebody came to a priest or somebody came to a presiding prelate or to an apostle or to an overseer or to a bishop or to a pastor or to a minister or to the woman of Yah, to the man of Yah, to the woman of God, to the man of God and said, I want to be saved. And they said, well, let us pray the prayer of salvation. I haven't seen it. Not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just I'm 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 trying to give you a reality here, right? There are going to be a lot of people today. It's Sunday, and those who are going to church, going to church, going to circuit the circus, they're going to be told today. There's going to be somebody. There's going to be several thousand. There's going to be tens of thousands that are going to pray the prayer of salvation. There's going to be people who are going to watch Joel Osteen today on TBN. Does he still come on TBN? I don't watch TBN anymore. How you doing, Sister Deja? But, but there's going to be tons of them. How you doing, Pat Green? There's going to be tons of them who are going to come on. They're going to repeat the prayer of salvation. And he's going to tell them if you just prayed this prayer. He's not the only one. He's just one of the most recognizable figures. He's But he's going to come on. He's going to tell you, well, if you pray this prayer, that's what he's going to tell you. If you prayed this prayer, you are now saved question does your bible say that if you pray the prayer of salvation you shall be saved today we're talking about in this series expect the blessing we're expecting something and we want to come into righteousness okay well then we got to be honest from the jump have you ever seen anything that says if you pray the prayer of salvation the same shall be saved i'm not saying that it's not a tradition with somebody's heart in the right place but then again, you can have righteous intent, but be not righteous. This is the law of the spirit versus the law of the flesh. Yeah, there's no prayer of salvation. I'm not saying prayer isn't important. I'm not saying that when you come to the knowledge of who the most high is that you shouldn't pray. What I'm saying, though, is that we have some traditions that might not necessarily be biblical tradition. Tradition is not a bad word, Right. It's interesting that people will say, see, see, I'm not trying to be about tradition. That's the problem with church is tradition. But then they'll say, hey, come to church every Sunday. <laughs> so tradition within itself is obviously not a bad word. We need to figure out what tradition is and where did it come from? So today, once again, we're talking about from salvation to saved towards. I'm sorry, excuse me. I just did that backwards. Today, we're talking about from righteousness to saved towards salvation. Right? Because it's okay to have tradition, but what is your tradition for? Hey, how you doing, uh, Sister Oslin? It's all right. Have as much tradition as you want, but question, what is your tradition for? Does the tradition come from Romans 10.9? Um, no, because Romans 10.9 doesn't say, if you pray this prayer, the same shall be saved. Right? It might, people might try to say it's based off of it for sure, but we can clearly see, right? Romans chapter 10. In all of Romans, remember, we have to realize when we've gotten to Romans chapter 10, is never once have we seen even in Romans. Remember, this is not just, remember, first of all, in the Bible, before people started changing this and somebody else's culture got a hold of this, there were no such thing as chapters and verses. We, we must remember that, right? Like there were no such things as chapters and verses. We weren't looking for chapters and verses, <laughs> Right? You see what I'm saying? There were no such thing as chapters and verses in the Bible, right? So that means that we had to look at this as an epistle. What is an epistle? An epistle is a letter, 
Right? How you doing, Sister Beverly? An epistle is a letter. You see? So, so if an epistle is a letter, then we should read the whole letter, right? That's like you having a text stream, a conversation, and me taking two things, which this happens. This is how we've been trained by the world nowadays, especially. We live in sound bites, right? We don't live in terabytes, right? We don't even live in megabytes. We don't even live in, we, we, we live in a, a byte. We live in a sound byte. Give me one sound byte. That's all I want. I don't want the whole thing. Don't tell me what the whole conversation was about. Don't give me a book and say, read the book. Right. Don't 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 tell me what a word means so that I actually know where it came from. I don't want all that. I want a microwaved word. Just tell me to put it in the microwave. Just tell me do this. Tell me to put it on this temperature and make it so simple. And if you do that for me, then I'll go ahead and I'll get the same thing that you did. Not realizing that the only reason I'll even get the same thing because you had to at least partially cook it. Right. And when you're getting something that's microwave, not always, but a lot of the times you're getting something that somebody actually went through the process of partially cooking. When you take that, right, or they at least prepared it for you to cook. Yeah, we want an itty-bitty bite, right? Don't give me a megabyte, right? Don't give me a gigabyte. Don't give me a terabyte. Don't give me more information. Don't give me enough that I can carry around with me to plug in that I might be able to have a lot of information. Just give me, just, just give me the, uh, the cliff notes and give me the cliff note of the cliff note. Matter of fact, give me a note of the cliff note of the cliff note. I'm, I don't, I don't want to hear all that. That's why people will say, stop preaching at me. Stop preaching. Because if you give somebody something that's bigger than, than what they want to do in a moment, in a second, they're like, stop preaching at me. I didn't preach at you. Why are you always preaching? I'm not preaching. I said, you might want to go ahead and, and realize that men should be after more than your body. Why are you talking to me like that? This and that or whatever. It don't take all that. I'm not looking for no relationship. I'm not looking for it. Why are you always preaching? I'm not preaching. I'm, I just, I said one thing. But because when we speak a word, see, to preach, to prophesy, is to literally be in past, present, and future. You say something that's, that's correct, that's eternal, it causes somebody to have to deal with eternity. And most people will cut you off. How you doing, Melinda? Thanks for being part of the community, right? So, so here we are, and people are gonna be talking about it. it's Sunday. Everybody gonna be talking about saved and be saved. You gonna see all these things. Be saved today. You gonna be talking about let's pray the prayer of salvation together. And none of this stuff is in your Bible at all. And when I say it, it convicts, right? Remember, we were on Thursday and 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 praise y'all for Apostle Yomi, and we went on there Thursday and Friday. And when we went on, and thank you guys for being supportive of that. And when we went on there on Thursday, and I preached, and then as soon as I finished preaching, what happened? It convicted somebody, and she had to immediately try to say that I was a false prophet because I simply mentioned Israel, and therefore she said that I was a reverse racist, right? She didn't say those words. Forgive me. She said, basically, I was a false prophet. Da, 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 da. You got to give the whole word. Um, you know, Israel is not the only people that can go to heaven. And I didn't say any of it. But I said one thing and it convicts. Right. And when it convicts, you got to. Right. People will act a certain way. You got to be ready in your walk. You got to be ready in your life. You have to be ready that those that are around you. Right. They're, they're going to be pricked by this word. And when you tell them something, they're going to be pricked. See, people who are rolling with me and saying they're going to help out and they're going to be around this and that or whatever, then that's what I tell them from the beginning. Look, you're seeing the result of it. Like we, when we start getting in, we start really growing and stuff like that. We have to go through periods of time where they squeeze and they try to cancel us out and they're trying to restrict anything that we're doing. Numbers will go down. If you're going to be attached to me, don't think that we're going to grow because we're going to grow because we're going to do what TikTok says or YouTube says or Facebook says or the podcast says or, or what people out in the street want to hear this and that or whatever. We're going to tell the truth and there's going to be times where we're we're going to deal with opposition because we're telling the truth. Right? 
it, you got to be ready for opposition. You got to be ready. Look, I'm, I'm a Levite. As a Levite, it means that there's no guaranteed finances that come in. When it's rough times for everybody else, it's rough. But I stand on business. And that means I have to preach it even when we don't know what's coming in. When it's coming in. Like this is the culture. This is part of the culture. We have to establish something where we are able to take care of ourselves as a nation. And you got to be willing. That's why you have to become sovereign, at least to a certain extent. Because if you don't know where money's coming in, do you have your own food? You see, this is why we need the land. Uh, if everybody's going to be wilding out and you need to escape somewhere, do you have land to go to? If everybody's going to be saying that you can only do what they say or whatever, do you have homeschool stuff that we provide? Right? If everybody's going to be coming against and saying this is how you deal with crisis and deal with drugs and this and that. I need somewhere else to go and somewhere to give me a word of y'all. Okay, fine. Today, 2 o'clock p.m., do you have a place to go to talk about crisis where we can talk about it through scripture? We can use some psychological books and things like that, of course. But do we have something that what? That's separate. That makes us a holy nation. That we're set apart, that we're a peculiar people, that we're a nation. Do you have a culture to go to? Or are you just going off of what somebody said? See, it sounds nice when somebody says, hey, I'm pray let's pray the prayer of salvation. Because in your mind, oh, that's so nice. They're trying to get me into heaven. Problem, though, is, is that how do you get somebody into heaven with something that's not biblical? Then that's when we have to change it. See, now then it's, well, you know, God goes by many names. Yeah, we're not talking about God. Elohim is different than God. But it sounds nice, though, like, and, I, and I get it. It comes from probably a really genuine and special place. But if there's no prayer of salvation, right? And by the way, if I'm saved, does it mean I have salvation? We got to talk about this stuff today. So, right, because saved and salvation are not the same word. They're not even in the same verse. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 1, even, saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 10, Righteousness and salvation. So we got to get back to what did this stuff mean? The original, not the, the right, the aboriginal, not the unoriginal. If it's unoriginal, then it's not the word because we weren't supposed to ever change from the original. Have you not found that everybody who keeps who is it wasn't it? We need technology for hundreds of years. It's been we need to have the technology to make us better. The technology to make us better. We need to have better food. We need to have the better this. We need to make better men and women. We need to do this and that. And we got away from the aboriginal. Matter of fact, it's part of a. We don't even realize that we haven't really escaped chattel slavery. I was watching something, right? I was watching something recently. Um, matter of fact, was it yesterday? Probably was yesterday, last night, or maybe the night before. How you doing, Sister Barbara? And, 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 and here's something that was really interesting as I was watching. It was really cool. Um, or not cool, but the way the Holy Spirit showed it to me. Basketball players are now starting to do this thing where they're starting to suggest, hey, man, you know, um, I don't think people realize, right? Like, if you're dealing with a gladiatorial sport, remember, um, even the spirit that was dealt with with the Fifth Assembly, uh, uh, Name of the fifth assembly. Uh, not Smyrna, not Pergamos, not Thyatira. It's right after Thyatira. It's between Thyatira and Philadelphia. Uh, maybe it is Smyrna. No, it's Uh oh. No. Well, whoever the fifth assembly is, forgive me. Sardis. That's who it is. The fifth assembly of Sardis, Revelation chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And when you look at this um, assembly, it talks about. Um, 
it talks about something that's interesting. A lot of people don't know the background. So you'll kind of miss what it's talking about to Sardis because we don't know the background of Sardis. So what were the people who were in Sardis? What was the assembly who was in Sardis dealing with? Um, they were dealing with a gladiatorial spirit, a gymnasium type spirit. A lot of people don't know that a gym originally was not what you guys think it is, even though if you think about it, then you'll realize, oh, okay, this is what the gym is. And we just finished talking about this not too long ago in one of our series. I think the playlist of the series right before this, if you go to YouTube, we actually talked about um, these seven, the seven assemblies again. We've talked about them in Revelation Revisited, but we went a little deeper. And we, when we were talking about the assembly uh, recently, I can't remember what the name of the playlist or the name of the series that we were in the midst of. It was at the end of last, towards the end of last year. And um, when we were talking about this assembly, we were realized that they were dealing with the gymnasium. Now, why is the gymnasium um, a bad place as far as in this time frame, right, when this is written. I'm not saying stop going to the gym. I'm not saying stop paying your gym membership. How you doing, Sister Dawn? I'm not saying, um, how you doing, Elvin? And thank you, Sister Oslin, for the reminder. I'm not saying all those things. Uh, I'm, I just hear me out. In that time frame, the gym was a dangerous place to be. Why? Because the gym was for gladiators. The gym was not for everybody. The gym was for the gladiator. Or maybe you could pay a lot, which is why you pay membership now, so you could try to get in to be around these gladiators. But really, you were getting around them so you could be in some lasciviousness, lust, sex, things like that, whether male or female. And But only males were gladiators, right? Some, they started doing female gladiators, but at this time, you're really only dealing with male gladiators that are showing up at the, at the gymnasium. And they, work, and they worked out getting their bodies ready, and they worked out naked, Right. There's a there's a certain spirit that's there and they're in their patron, like what, what you would call in the Roman Catholic Church, uh, you know, where they get this term patron saints. You know, they would just call them back then what they called them, deus, deities and these deities, these spirits, these gods, if you will, that they worship uh, or at least even these one of them was a god and one of them was a demigod and one of them was a deus. One of them was a demi deus. One was um, uh, Nike or. Um, Hermes, and the other one was Hercules, or, who, or his original name, Hedocles. And Hedocles was supposed to be the strength, strong, and Nike or, um, or Hermes, he was supposed to be the speed. So quickness, speed, and also being strong. We want you to be fast, and we want you to be strong. And they looked for you to be naked working out. And then these same gladiators would be the ones that go in Right. And they would go into the arenas and they were still slaves. They lived better than some people that weren't slaves, but they were ultimately slaves. And as long as they were in the system, they were they were high known, high powered slaves. There were there, were there differences. Sure. Are there a lot of um, people that were in the gym and who were gladiators that would lose their lives pretty easily or who were never going to be known or who were just going to go back to being tossed back into this doing some really, you know, uh, trivial labor, you know, things of that nature. Sure. But the people in the gym were the people that were going to go out and be known, but when they were known and made all this money, they made money for the master. Well, in sports, what's been going on now is you're starting to see, uh, whether you're talking about professional wrestling, whether you're talking about at the NFL, whether you're talking about soccer, whether you're talking about uh, bat, you know, so MLS um, or, or Premier League or any of that in soccer, whether you're talking about basketball, the NBA, uh, what you're starting to see is the children are now 
the generations, you know, second generation, third generation basketball players, things like that. And if you pay attention to the conversation, what's actually starting to happen is people are starting to say, let's get together with other basketball players. Let's come together with people. And we don't even care if they love each other, this and that. Let's come together because we can have a baby that can become another generation that we can keep on having. So now it's become this new thing of generational wealth, but it's not even really generational wealth because now we still have to be attached to the NBA. So if the NBA says this, you got to say this. If the NBA says act like this, you got to act like this. If the NBA says this is our political belief system, then that's what you got to raise the baby and you got to raise them to be exactly what everybody is. You're seeing them having to talk the same way, walk the same way, put money into the same things. Your community isn't growing, but you keep on seeing your community is still dealing with a lot of financial issues. Your community still has lack of education, but these particular people, they at least get to go to college, if even only for a year before they leave, or they at least get to make money, right? You're already making money, and then they get to make their own money, even if they're not as great as their parents, where they can keep some kind of generational wealth and stay on the same plantation. And now the discussion has even changed into... What I've heard recently, and people like Gilbert Arenas and Kenyon Martin and other people, uh, um, I can't remember the sister that was on talking with them. She's a WNBA player. Uh, but you, you start the, the conversation has now even turned into, um, hey, even if we're not going to get together and have sex, we can grow a baby in a tube. Because we need to make this money. What did you say? Didn't the billionaire try to pay LeBron and Serena Williams to have a baby? Uh, might have. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I heard it. I don't remember if that was just a rumor, if that's something that actually happened. But but this is stuff that's starting to go on. The conversation is shifting now to how can we make sure that we keep getting this money? But is the money clean? Is the money dirty? Or do you have to change how you do stuff? Do are we now trying to have babies in test tubes and trying to say, you see, we're having a whole different mindset whole different conversation because people are trying to get outside of culture. So people are trying to say, well, look, I can get to this place. And then, you know, I don't even want to have babies, relationships, husband, wife, the way that the Bible says. But then all glory to God is what they say. Well, it's a gymnasium type spirit, right? The assembly of Sardis, their issue was that they were dealing with the spirit that says that who cares how you're owned? Who cares how you make your money? Who cares how you become famous? Just get famous. By any means necessary. How you doing, Courtney? Thanks for being part of the community. Right, we're having a problem now. We're having an issue. Right, just do whatever you can. How you doing, Sister Sheila? Do whatever you can. A happy born day again. Happy belated born day. Right? Uh, do whatever you can. Make it. Shake your butt or whatever. And then once you finish making enough money, shake your butt. Well, then go ahead. At least you got riches. Problem is, though, is that your riches are attached to shaking your butt. Right? There's famous porn stars. Actresses, actors, usually actresses, because actresses actually end up making more money than the males, uh, their male counterparts. Now they're trying to change it back to where that's not the case. But the porn, we want to call them actresses, and I guess because they're feigning orgasms possibly, so who knows, whatever. But these porn stars or whatever, and they go and they do their stuff, and now you got these women who end up having uh, these children. And the children now, they can't be around other people because everybody keeps saying, isn't your mother so-and-so? And so you can watch it. You can watch this on different specials that they have and all this stuff where they have to move away from society. They're afraid that somebody might actually recognize them uh, for their works that we say don't matter, but obviously they do, right? And I'm not trying to do this thing that people call slut shame and anything like that. I'm trying to give you the reality, is that there are some things that we have to recognize are going on. So in our walk, we can't just make it as simple as you're saved because you said a prayer. How you doing, Monique? 
How you doing, uh, Nicola? Matter of fact, if we be honest, how can your prayer be heard if it's not even genuine? James chapter one, verse eight. That's where we go straight to uh, a double-minded man. How you doing, Cream? Uh, a double-minded man or wound, wound man is unstable in all their ways. Problem with this is, though, is that we don't read the parts that come before it. You got to at least start at verse five. And when you read it in context, it's basically saying, look, how can you make a petition, a request or demand based upon your, uh, or on a government based upon your constitutional right, and you don't live by the constitution itself? You go to the most high and you pray to him, but you don't live what you pray. And if you do that, your prayer is going to no higher than the ceilings. But you're thinking that you should be blessed, even though you don't do what's necessary to get from the government what you're asking for. Therefore, if you'll do that with the most high, then you'll be double minded and unstable in all your ways. If you're unstable enough to think you'll go before the most high and not obey law, then you're unstable enough to believe that you can disobey law and get results from it. At least the results that you want. Right. This is what James chapter one, verse eight is actually saying within context, just like Romans chapter 10 cannot be taken out of context. This is an entire epistle. And so even though people might get mad at us when we um, show this to them, this is the reality. We're not trying to do anybody dirty. This is not something for shock. This is not just to say I'm better than you. This is not for us to say we stand out because we're the only ones that are righteous. This is not for us trying to say we're the only ones getting into heaven. This is us trying to tell you that you've been fed a load of crock. Right back in the day, we would have called it something else. But whatever you want to call it, you've been fed a load of it. And you might want to start stop living by this crop. I'm sorry, Charlie, why not what? <laughs> right? And hello to you, first of all. But why not what? Right? So, so if somebody's telling you something and it's not even... Right? So if the Bible supposedly is your standard, then read your Bible. It'll bless you. If the Bible doesn't say that you are supposed to pray a prayer of salvation, then why are you praying a prayer of salvation if that is in fact your standard? That would be my question to you. Right? How you doing, Pearl? If the Bible doesn't say you should walk down the aisle in a white dress and a suit and tie, then why do you think that that's biblical? If the Bible doesn't say that you are supposed to date and nobody dates in the Bible, then why do you date? Okay, Charlie, so, okay, do you want to be called Mr. Charlie? Okay, I guess you're trolling. You don't have an actual question based off of something. You're a mason, or at least you're into Masonic stuff, too. So I get maybe the context you're coming from, but would you like to, as an older person, would you like to actually present yourself in a manner where you as an older person can actually show how the conversation goes? Or are you just here to just be like, I'm going to use ad hominem or get to a place where I'm gaslighting? Because if not, then you can just go somewhere else. doesn't make sense for you to be on here, even if you are my senior. Right. Whether you're my senior or not, I would give you respect. Right. And usually you're supposed to show me the way in giving respect. OK, Charlie, well, I'm not going to guess anymore. You're going to have a great day. Right. But for those who are on with us, right, who actually are like actually trying to have. Oh, sorry. Don't worry about answering the invitation. I'm actually getting uh, having you go off today. So you don't have to worry about that part. Oh, you're going to try and come on anyway. Yeah. So basically, um, what we're trying to talk about today, right? Because I don't have time just being honest with you, Charlie, and with all due respect, if you can't even treat people with respect or say hello and just say, well, I'm older than you, blah, blah, well, then what does that have to do with respect, right? So have a great day. Um, all right, but the reality that we have to deal with, yeah, people pick and choose which parts of the Bible that they want to, to, to be on. How you doing, Brother TJ? You said, so if there is no prayer of salvation, what is salvation? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. 
Salvation basically is in the word. Salvation, salvage. So salvaging is what? To get back to the original intent. T-I-O-N on any word is what? A person, place, or thing. Right? So therefore, if you're salvaging something and you want to go through salvation, what it's saying is you as a person must go back to the original intent. You've got to go through a process. The Bible even says you must work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So salvation, see, that's why it's important that we talk about this because salvation is not a prayer. Should we pray in the midst of salvation? Sure, you should pray without ceasing, right? Should you be continuously in prayer? Yes, but prayer, there's no such thing in the Bible as a prayer of salvation. You said, how would one make an unrighteous marriage righteous? Um, law. Righteousness, once again, as much as we don't want to hear about this, it means right, lawful standing. We just studied this word iniquity, right? What is iniquity? Not in this series. So some of you might be coming in. This is a series we've been doing since January 1st. This is kind of an apex moment, right? But I promise you, we'll, we'll, we'll try our best to make it make sense. If you want more information on the series, you can always go to our YouTube channel. If you're on the podcast, if you're on YouTube, if you're on uh, TikTok, if you're joining later on Facebook, you can always go and, um, you know, look up. Um, the series itself, or you can go to our link tree, right? And just click on that, go and, you know, catch up on the series, right? Um, but but we have to make sure that, that man, right? Man should not live by bread alone, come on, but by every word. And every word, therefore, we have to realize. So if iniquity means the opposite of law and you're shaping in iniquity, then what are you shaping in? The opposite of law. Now, Paul says in Romans, chapter, Romans, right? We're in this Roman road. Paul says, if we're going to expect the blessing from the Most High, and if we're expecting the blessing even of being saved and having salvation and or working out salvation. See, we'll even say we have salvation, but it's working out salvation, right? So if we're on this process of working out salvation, then Paul tells us that it's not by the law only. You got to have faith. If faith without works is something that has no life, then that also means works without faith is something that has no life. And this is the issue with Israel. Israel's problem ha has become, especially in this time, Time frame that this is written, Israel pro Israel's problem has become that Israel herself is all about works, but only through the law of the flesh. What does that mean? That means you have a uncircumcised heart. Your passion, right, is led by your flesh. However, those who have a circumcised heart, those who are coming in, they don't have some of the same issues because even though we had an, an advantage, Romans chapter 3, verse 1, there's an advantage to being Judah or, or Yehavadah or a Jew. There's an advantage of circumcision. However, we did not follow it because we started doing what we wanted with the law. Therefore, it became the law of the flesh. But those who are coming in, they don't have some of those same fleshly desires. Matter of fact, they're ignorant of a lot of the law, which we just read in Romans chapter 10, verse 1 through 16. So there's certain things in their ignorance. They're trying to come into this fresh and they're trying to release themselves from the nation they're part of and become part of this holy nation. And though those who are being grafted into the tree, we'll get into that tomorrow in Romans chapter 11, those that are grafted into this tree they're actually just getting the nutrients. But a lot of us have actually gone by our own flesh and our branch of tree has been ripped off and thrown to the side and it begin to wither and die. And so even though, yes, somebody can take a branch and identify this used to be an oak tree. Somebody can take a branch and say this used to be a maple, right? Somebody, I guess same kind of same difference, right? But somebody can take this up. This used to be a pine tree. Somebody can pick this up and say, yeah, this used to be a weeping willow. You can look at the branch and identify that it was part of a tree. But if that branch has been cut off, 
it's still losing nutrients. It's still on its way out. And so what do you have to do? You have to make sure that what? That you take that branch and you got to graft it back in. That's what it says in Romans 11. It's not just talking about others who are going to be grafted in who are not Israel. It's talking about even a lot of Israelites who were broken off because we got off track of the word. Just because we were part of the tree initially doesn't mean we don't have to be grafted back in. This is why the devil um, in uh, Revelation chapter 12, he he's looked, there's a remnant or there's a group of us who have separated ourselves already. But then it says that there are those who were still part of the remnant. The remnant are those that were ripped off, that are not part of this anymore, that are not doing what they're supposed to do, whose families haven't been doing so, that are dealing in the curses, who are mistreating their husbands, who are mistreating their wives, who are busy talking about Christianity rather than something that existed before Christianity. There is a lot of different stuff that's in there. And so therefore, they've been broken off. And so even though you can identify them because you see them reading the Bible, it doesn't mean it's just because they got a Bible in their hand that they're not lacking the nutrients because they're not attached to the tree. Paul is, is busy trying to tell. Remember, why was Romans even written? Romans is not written to the Roman. Romans is actually written to the Israelites who are sent to teach the Romans. But at the same time, he's trying to show the Israelites, you're going to have to have these people graft in and you can't treat them like they are bad people just because or bad persons just because you got to let them come in and realize that, hey, we are in a bad place. Remember, we just read yesterday. Paul said, look, when it comes to my family, man, they be tripping. Or was it two days ago? One of them. Right in Romans chapter nine, in this series, we talked about the fact that Paul said, "Hey, man, shoot, if, if I had my way, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd get." Yeah, it was Romans chapter nine, verses one through six, right, where he gets to all Israel is not Israel. He starts off by saying, "For real, for real, look, man, I love my brethren and everything. I love my kinsmen, but we be tripping because we got this advantage and we don't live it." Right, and, he, and he's just having a real conversation. See, we'll try to use this against Paul, but let's just be real. Some of us will be sitting up there sometimes saying the same thing. I love my mama, but yeah, man, mama tripping right now. <laughs> I love my daddy, but daddy tripping right now. He's still my family, though. Right, if we need to get something done, if we got to do a census, if we got to go pay bills, if we got to go to, I, we still family, though. But Paul is like, man, I, it's, it'd be a little difficult dealing with y'all cats, for real, for real. I'm a Hebrew to Hebrew. And I know what it is because I used to be one of them. I used to be the person that was often the people who believe who are followers of the way. I used to be one of them. This is Paul, right? The same Paul who wrote this, right? Paval, Paul, Paul, same one who wrote this. That he's saying, whew, dealing with these cats is something else. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> right? Dealing with these cats is something else. Dealing with these cats because they are here. The same thing. Man, am I Hebrew? Yes. Am I an Israelite? Yes. Am I black? Yes. Oh, man, but dealing with black Hebrew Israelites or dealing with that's that's what the CIA and people call them. Right. Or dealing with Hebrew Israelites. Whew, it'd be difficult dealing with us. I hear I am trying to make sure we accomplish strong marriages. And this brother trying to talk about seven to one. You know, what I'm saying? like it'd be difficult sometimes. Here I am trying to make sure that we're talking about protecting our sisters and then sisters are out there talking about how all Hebrew Israelites say nothing. Right. It'd be difficult out here in these streets. I get what Paul mean. <laughs> I get what he's saying that, look, we have an advantage to the law. And yet we don't follow it ourselves. We're going to be in street N words and hood N words and ghetto N words and ghetto B's and ghetto this and ghetto that. And we just become the same thing. Now we just use the law, the law of the flesh. And so there should be no condemnation to those of us who love Elohim and are called according to his purpose. There should be zero condemnation, but there's a lot. 
of condemnation. People can keep picking out a bunch of stuff because we're hypocritical. We're hypocrites. We're just like the religious leaders of that day. The people who are supposed to be the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, your rabbis, your your deacons, your officers, your pastors, your bishops, your whatever. They're the same breed. Right? Paul was dealing with that in this time. That man, I'm out here giving truth, but it's difficult in these streets. It's hard to deal with people that don't want to be righteous, but then want to talk about righteousness. And so here we are today. We're talking about from what? From righteousness to saved towards salvation. First verse in this, Romans chapter 10, verse 1. As we go through this, the first verse is something that's really crucial. Because Romans chapter 10, verse 1, this first verse starts off with saved. Now, up until this, we've had to get to a place. Once again, this is a series now. We've gone from Romans chapter 1 all the way to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 1, verse 11, this is to establish you. Romans chapter 2, we talked a lot about law. Romans chapter 3, verse 1, there's an advantage of being Romans chapter 3, there's an advantage of being circumcised. However, we don't even follow the advantage. We don't even follow the laws. And therefore, we don't even realize that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Elohim. Romans chapter 4, therefore, it's not by the law only, but you got to have something else, even if you're Israel. Why? Romans chapter 5, um, that, 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 that even in what we're going through, right, we shouldn't just give up glory. Right, we glory in tribulation, and tribulation brings about experience. Experience, therefore, bringing about uh, uh, um, patience. Patience giving us hope, and hope making us not ashamed. <laughs> right, remember that, not making us ashamed. Therefore, Yahshua, in the midst of that, what we're hoping for, he became what he commended his love to us. That while we were yet sinners, he still gave up the ghost for us. That now we can get to Romans chapter six, for six, and we can realize that we are free in the Most High. But somebody had to pay something, and it cost you something. Freedom is not free, but it cost you something. Freedom is the domain that you are free in, but it cost you something. You got to do something, and somebody had to do something for you. You were bought with a price. So now you get to a place where the wages of sin, what should have, what it should have cost you, is what your eternal life. But the gift of Elohim is what eternal life itself. The thing that cost you, He actually paid it. So. Now now, all of a sudden, you owe who, pay, who paid it, right? If somebody doing something for I know you've been told that somebody should just do something and not expect something, but that's not how this ultimately works. As much as you're not going to like my saying this, I believe that in consequences, and I believe that if we do something, that we should do something with earnest expectation. And so I believe that the reason I'm, well, this is just a belief system based off of the Bible. You can be mad at it if you want. But see, my belief is, is that I'm sowing into you and I'm expecting something. I'm not expecting that you got to throw $5,000 at me or something crazy like that. I'm not talking about give me a $500 line and a $200 line, right? I, but what I'm expecting is if I'm sowing into you, then I'm expecting a harvest, right? I'm not preaching. Come on, Auntie Mary. I'm not preaching today to people with common sense. I'm talking about kingdom sense. You're not a commoner. You are in the kingdom. So when I'm talking to you, I'm expecting that when I speak into your life, I'm expecting that when I speak into your life, guess what's going to happen? When I speak into your life, you're going to become somebody that's greater. A matter of fact, you have a, uh, uh, there's an earnest expectation that you even have within yourself that you haven't tapped into. But see, I'm looking at the, at, at, at what Yah has already placed in you and I'm speaking to the, 
unknown place. I'm speaking to the cynical place even. I'm speaking to the place to where society told you you ain't this. I'm speaking to the place to where you don't even like your hair yet. I'm speaking to the place to where you think you're bad because you have stretch marks even though you have stretch marks because you were a blessing to make sure that life came into this place, right? I'm speaking to this person that has this potential in them. That's what educate actually means anyways, right? To reach inside of somebody, pull out the potential, show it to them, have them agree with what they see, put it back in them, and now let's walk together. I'm speaking to that to that place, to that person that needs to be salvaged, the aboriginal you on the inside, and you're busy showing the unoriginal you to everybody else trying to fit in. That's what I'm speaking to today. I didn't come here to speak to anything else, and this is why law is important, because law doesn't give rights. Law protects rights, which is why going back into now, Romans chapter 7, Paul starts saying stuff like, hey, is the law sin? Is it sinful to have something that protects who you are? He says, Elohim forbid. Don't even think like that. He says, the law is spiritual. It was always spiritual. He says, the law is holy. He says, the, 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 the law is holy. The commandments are holy and they are just. And he says, but you have a problem. You have the law of the spirit, the original you, and you have the law of the flesh, the unoriginal. See, because your spirit has not been disconnected. Right. Your spirit is still eternal. Your soul is still eternal. The problem is you carry around a flesh that is no longer eternal. This is why you have to put on a new flesh. Right. You have to become a new creature. Right. It says that you have to take off the corruptible and put on what? Incorruptible. You hear what I'm saying? This is what it's talking about. We're not talking about this with proper interpretation, with proper culture. We're trying to make up whatever we want and then apply it as if whatever we want was what was supposed to be applied. No, you have to put on a new thing because your flesh, right? When Adam and Eve fell, that means anybody that comes out of them fell. You were shaped in iniquity. What does the word iniquity mean? It means to be separated from the law. So if I'm separated from the law, the law of the kingdom, the law of marriage, the uh, law of the universe, the law of, of, of reality, <laughs> the law the law of, of nature, right? Uh, I'm separated from uh, the law of first mention. I'm separated from substantive law, from public law, from private law. I don't even care about how law works, but I've gotten in a car that's supposed to be fueled and the car is supposed to protect me and get me from point A to point B, but but then I keep breaking laws and get mad when they pull me over when I when I go through the stop sign. You were supposed to stop there, but no, nope, I'm gonna just keep going because I don't obey law. Nope, I was supposed to only go 55, but I decided to go 80. Then they stopped me and they said, "Hey, we're gonna put you in jail because you weigh over 20 miles over the speed limit already." And then you say, "Oh, they racist? No, they're not racist. They're dealing with the fact now. Look, maybe they treat you different than somebody else that does that, but they're not racist to pull you over if you're 80 and a 55." Right. But you do the same thing in the kingdom. Somebody says, hey, stop doing that, bro. That's going to mess you up. No, man. See, you let the white man say, no, 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 no. This ain't white or black. There's certain principles that no matter what your color is, they are natural law. Right. There's a reason why you don't eat at McDonald's. You don't eat at McDonald's just because. And by the way, the whole thing that used to be because McDonald's was cheap. That's gone now. All right. McDonald's expensive, just like everywhere else. You can go to you can go to restaurants and eat better. And eat cheaper than McDonald's now. You can feed your family. Right? Some of y'all go to McDonald's. You know McDonald's now. Be 30, 40, 50 bucks. Right? And you go there talking about it's cheaper. You can go and feed your family an appetizer and share two meals and make sure your whole family eat and eats better than you could at McDonald's. That's not even an excuse anymore. But why do you not eat at McDonald's? Because it's been modified. That's the issue. McDonald's had a righteous intent at first. And how you doing, Sister Akita? They had a righteous intent. We want to get you something faster. 
right? But we want to get you something faster because what? The faster we get it to you, the more money we make. And then it became, well, if we get you faster, should it even be real food anymore? Well, if it's not real food, then who cares? Well, as long as we're getting this, hey, are they dying? Well, as long as they're not dying too fast now, right? Then it's still okay, right? But then you got a modified, well, you're doing the same thing. You got a McDonald's spirituality, right? Somebody, you want somebody to just give you something that lets you do, go on to the next day and gives you something cheaper, not realizing that it's always cheaper to be more, uh, to, to, for it to cost more in the time. I don't know if somebody catch, caught that. Come on, you covered in grace. <laughs> hey man, that's not how it works, right? Watch this. It's always cheaper for it to be expensive at first. Somebody didn't get what I'm saying, right? I've done, been here, done this. Hey, tire is messed up. Let me get a used tire. But then I got to get a used tire replaced sooner than the other ones because it's used already, right? It's always cheaper to just, let me just pay for the actual tire. Let me just get the best of the best, right? I know it's 200 instead of 25, but let me just go ahead and get 200, right? I, I, right, even if I'm gonna put it on myself to save some money, fine. But I'd rather just go ahead and pay for the two hundred dollar. Matter of fact, tires that I get now they three hundred, three hundred plus, three fifty. Then that's including them putting it on and everything. But look, if I'm gonna do that, let me just go ahead. I'll pay the three fifty, and when I pay the three fifty, guess what? I don't have to keep paying. 50, 50, 50, 50, and then have to pay other things, then have to pay for other things like alignment and other things because the tires keep messing up. No, let me just pay for the tire. It's more expensive and it will save me money in the long run, right? And what we're trying to do though is the reverse. We're trying to say, hey, give me, give me just enough of the spiritual prospect. Give me a whole, a, a partial truth and I'll live off of that. And then I'll deal with the whole truth later. But remember, we've said this before, right? We've been saying this a lot lately, actually, that a Partial truth, a half truth, is always a whole lie. It's going to cost you. So we might as well let it cost us righteousness in the beginning. Righteousness comes first. So back to Romans chapter 7, you got to be in the law, but it has to be the law of the spirit. You got to be led by the spirit. This is why in Romans chapter 8, there is no condemnation. Because we follow after the spirit, the law of the spirit, and not after the flesh, the law of the flesh. you got to put them together instead of just using a piece of it. And then you keep on going. This is the same spirit, the same law that allows what? The Holy Spirit to live in you. The same spirit that rose Christ from his grave will be the same spirit that lives in you and will what? Quicken your mortal body. In other words, you'll go from mortality, even in your thought process, to immortality. Right. And now we can start talking about the suffering, the things I choose to go through because I have the right mindset, the right thing guiding me and protecting me. The suffering, the things I choose to go through now are not worthy to even compare to the glory that shall yet be revealed. And that the creature, the creation, because everybody can be created by the Most High, but not everybody's a child of the Most High. So the creation out there that is waiting on the manifestations of the actual sons or children of the Most High, they they can now come into a place where they see us with this new immortality that we speak of to where we are living perfect lives. What? No, nobody's perfect. Sure, nobody's perfect within themselves. But if I follow a perfect law, how can I be imperfect? Is it not a commandment? We talked about this recently in one of our evening sessions. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. What is the what does your Messiah command you? Be ye perfect as your father in heaven also is perfect. The only ones that are going to be immortal are going to be the ones who are perfect. You've got to follow, therefore, a perfect law. If the law was imperfect, then how, why would the Most High give it to us? 
Has has the Most High ever given you anything imperfect? Ooh, oh, that's a that's a that's a problematic thought process, isn't it? Has he ever given you? If he's trying to show you who you really are, would he show you your imperfect self only to make sure you stay imperfect? Or is he showing you that you're imperfect because he wants you to be salvaged, salvation, work out your salvation to become the original you? That's his whole intent. Anything less than that is not what he wants. See, this is when you got to stop making excuses and getting rid of loopholes and we can't be accountable. See, if you knew who you really were and the law he gave you, he's given what? Yeah, we got to be refined. Come on. You've been defined, that means broken down from what is fine, and you've been redefined, broken down again from what has been broken down from what was fine, but we have to stop redefining that we've got to refine. Come on. Your culture. This is why culture is mandatory. This is why people who keep saying that there's no such thing as culture in a kingdom, it, it's folly. Because how do you have a culture? How do you have a nation with no culture? Why are we supposed to keep holy days? Somebody says, we don't have to keep the holy days. But then why do you keep the holy days that we know are not even scriptural? Christmas is not even in your Bible. Find it for me. Matter of fact, I can find it for you. It's not called Christmas yet. It's called what it was, Saturnalia. It's called what it was, winter solstice. It's called what it was, witchcraft. And you're told not to do it in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1 through 5, which clearly states, do not be afraid of the change in the seasons. Do not be like the heathens. Do not go ahead and go out into the woods. Do not pay the one with an axe to chop down a tree. Do not have them chop down the tree. Do not drag that tree into your house. Do not stand it straight up. Do not nail it so it stands straight up. Do not paint it silver and gold. And yet you do all of those things and then dare to go into a church service and sing as you're decorating the tree, silver and gold. That is an idol. And you'll be the first people that then turn around and talk about preach about idol worship. How are you going to preach to me about idol worship and you just had a Christmas tree? How are you going to preach to me about idol worship and you've got a bunny and eggs that you're going to give to the children? How are you going to preach to me about uh, idolatry and yet you're sitting up there doing witchcraft and trying to call it harvest day when harvest day is actually referred to in a holy day? you got to follow the holy days to actually know when our harvest day is. How do you keep some, right? You're supposed to keep commandments, but then you keep saying that you don't follow law. How does that work? You say that you are ordained, but in order to be ordained, you have to be ordained by a state or a government by law. A lot of you are ordained by the public state, which means you belong to the beast. You're not even ordained privately, which means that you can have a chance to belong to the most high. And this is in your law books. How you doing, Tim Noshisha? In your law books, in the law. And people keep telling you it doesn't matter. Works don't matter. So what is your faith in then? Because your faith determines your works. You can actually do righteous things and the most I will still say, get away from me, you workers of what? Iniquity. What is iniquity? To be separate of the law. Sinful state. Why? I never. What did he say? I never knew you. I never was intimate with you. You see, righteousness comes first, right? The name, once again, back to the scripture, we, we said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Who gets to run in? 